0: Welcome to a bonus episode for the masses. Um, it is our one year anniversary of doing the Macaw Podcast Universe. A year ago today, we came out with our very first episode. Iron Man. Iron Man. And we discussed that. Um, so today we're going to look back on the pod, look toward the future, and we're also going to start a kind of silly but fun Yearly tradition with this podcast, and today we're going to be talking about the Land Before Time, a series that I believe has fourteen sequels. And every year we're going to take on a new. Are they called sequels
1: when there's fourteen of them? Yeah. I thought sequels were just the second movie.
0: No, it's anything preceding the first. Oh, okay. Um. So uh, this is exciting, folks. Strap in, because over the next fifteen years, you're going to (laughs) hear. The entire Land Before Time saga, and we'll have a whole year to mull over the movie. So, anyway, you want to jump in on anything? Uh, and what? What do you mean? Well, it's our one-year anniversary. It's a celebr. We don't have to just talk about. This is a Never special thought episode. We'd be
1: here. Let me tell. I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. It doesn't even feel like a year. It feels like we've been doing this for um, a couple months still. Oh. Even though we've watched so many movies. I yeah. think once we're done recording an episode, I just, for, I like immediately forget everything because uh-huh. I'm done with it. Yeah. And a lot of the times I'm done talking about it. Yeah. So What's
0: funny, and I mean, we appreciate people talking to us about oh, yeah. stuff. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. But it is funny because a lot of times we record so far in advance that someone might mention something about an episode that just came out. And I don't remember what they were talking, like what we talked about. <laughs> so I'm like, what? And then usually they'll kind of remind me and they're like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I thought maybe it'd be kind of fun to to do a little retrospective on the series we've covered at all, if we have any what thoughts series? on them. All oh, the series all we've covered. Um, um,
1: never thought my mind and heart would be changed on Marvel. That's my biggest retrospective, mm-hmm. going into it, really dreading rewatching most of them and discovering that a lot of the ones I disliked the most, I discovered these are actually really good. And then maybe some of them that I thought were good ended up being really boring.
0: Yeah. A weird flip-flop on a lot of Do you remember any in particular?
1: Um, Captain America ended up being really good.
0: The first Avenger. The first
1: Avenger. Yeah. It was like, oh, dang. I was like making fun of this movie in theaters. And then Winter Soldier sucked so yeah. much to me. And then I remember when I saw it the first time, though, it was like, man, that one's actually pretty good, like, finally. And ended up ending up just being so bored this time around with it.
0: Well, I, I think that that speaks to a funny thing about both, both the fact that, of course, we get older and taste change. Yeah. But also, I think... As life progresses and like the the industry progresses, there are certain things that like when you retrospectively look back on them, you kind of see what was good about it and, and we what's were not.
1: Watching them all so close together, yeah. when in actuality we were all waiting a year for each one, sometimes longer for each movie. Yeah, so it, you do watch it differently that way.
0: Yeah, and like like um, like one thing I'm thinking about is this. This morning, I saw an article. That is like Andy Circus talking about the new Batman movie. And yeah. he's he in it? Yeah, he's Alfred, which is a cool casting choice. Okay. I think. But he said this This has
1: got to be the weirdest cast for a Batman movie I've ever seen. And I know there are weird casts.
0: Yeah. Anyway. But he's like he's like, Oh, this Batman's gonna be a lot darker than the rest. And I'm just like That
1: gives me big red flags. Right. By the way. <laughs>
0: but but speaking to your point, it's like so maybe we'll see it and we'll just be like, great, another dark Batman, like big whoopity doodah, you made it dark, who cares? But maybe in 20 years when you don't have it connected to like the 18 Batman movies that have come out recently, maybe you'd be like, oh, this is really good. But
1: this is you know? because of Joker. So I hear that this one's going to be a lot darker and it's like, oh, like Joker, right. that doesn't really make me excited. No, for it. no. If if that's the context that I like, it's hard to not think about it in. Oh, so it's going to be like Joker.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Which I didn't was wanna... the biggest
1: disappointment of 2019.
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: It was but, a pretty uh, big disappointment.
0: Yeah, I, I guess. But leading up to it, there was so much like negative press and like nobody that I followed as critics, like even remotely liked it. So when the movie, I didn't like it. My expectations were pretty high. I'm, what, I'm speaking pers- for myself oh okay i'm like by the time i saw the movie i was like okay it wasn't as bad as people said it was that was kind of what i thought about it <laughs> but um as time looks back on it it gets worse
1: i just am still not convinced that robert pattinson will be a good batman he's gonna be
0: a perfect batman
1: but he'll be a really good bruce wayne
0: oh yeah and then
1: i can't even rap begin to wrap my head around paul dano i can't even begin That's amazing and he's like one of my favorite actors top yeah. three probably so i don't know
0: but i just don't know why i don't know it's just a silly thing that when people think batman it has to be dark yeah and especially which blank check pointed out but if you watch the the recent the the christopher nolan trilogy it's actually not like it's not as dour as people make it out to be it's actually they're fun movies they have fun mm-hmm. so
1: i think they're just uh pretty realistic mm-hmm and I think that's what's dark about it. Yeah. Um. Going back on the retrospective. Yeah. I was also not that I w- needed to be reminded, but continue to be reminded that Guardians of the Galaxy is the best. Yeah. In the series. Um, and Endgame. And Endgame. Well, yeah. That I'm. Whatever. That's kind of a given. Yeah.
0: But um one one that I I wish, but because I get it, I get it. Why it's like our least popular series, but I really liked our Mad Max series. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's older and you know it's
1: not it's not just older it's weirder too yeah it's pretty out there um, which I think is part of the charm mm-hmm. of it
0: but one of my favorites though was the Shrek series because yeah. we walked out of it with an opinion that I don't think anyone else in the world has about the
1: fourth movie the Didn't fourth is the I best was going movie to be charmed by <laughs> Shrek that's the headline
0: yeah it's the, the fourth movie is the best movie. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, if we had, you know, like the amount of podcast listeners that like a lot of movie podcasts have, the the narrative about Shrek would maybe change a little bit, which would be cool. But yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully our fans are out there advocating that Shrek 4 ever after is the best Shrek movie.
1: Or we just didn't convince anyone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, It How was... It-
1: Go ahead. Oh, it was nice seeing your love for Harry Potter be sparked. That's what I was going to
0: say. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm full on in. And I think our our Fantastic Beasts episodes were particularly excellent because we spent so much time with Harry Potter and we really got down to why Fantastic Beasts is fundamentally not good. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think my favorite ep is still Toy Story 1 with Daniel Grissom. Cool. I think that was just an excellent uh, that whole series is still my favorite series we've done in terms of I I just think every episode we we really like production wise of of the and and like talking about how the movies were made and the story and all that stuff. We really nailed those those and then of course Twilight what a ride that was
1: and Hunger Games. This is coming out after a Hunger Games.
0: Yeah, I think this is after Catching Fire.
1: You know, it is nice to get a lot of these young adult things out of the way
0: Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. the first year. But um, as you're listening, friends, we we got some big, big plans. We got some pretty exciting series coming up, which we're not going to spoil on here. But we do have the Patreon series will be next after Hunger Games, which at the time of the recording of this, we don't know who won. Um,
1: we know it's not mission impossible. Thanks no, a lot.
0: Yeah. The in it, we're, we're down to the final like six. So the, in the, in the final four bracket so far, it's Lord of the Rings versus Johnny English. And then which whoever wins today, which it's dark Knight versus how to train your dragon. And then whoever wins tomorrow. Um, I don't remember what the lineup is tomorrow, but we'll see. Yeah. Let's talk about land before time. Okay. Um, so it's directed by Don Bluth, who did Titan A.E., Anastasia. Wow. Bartok the Magnificent, the sequel to Anastasia. Oh, okay. About the bat. A troll in Central Park, Thumbelina, Rockadoodle, All Dogs Go to Heaven, and An American Tale.
1: What's an American? Is that the mouse? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, and then it's produced by Don Bluth and Gary Goldman and John Pomeroy. Um similar to the they they all kind of produce the same stuff. Screenplay by Stu Krieger, who did the nineteen ninety five Freaky Friday, Troll in Central Park and Monkey Trouble.
1: Nice. <laughs> Big Jordan movie. Monkey Trouble? Yes.
0: Wait, what is Monkey Trouble?
1: That's with the girl and the monkey.
0: Oh, I was thinking Monkey Trouble was the Brandon Fraser movie.
1: Let me double check. But I think you're right. No, Monkey Trouble is this girl that finds this, like, spider monkey, and they become friends, but the monkey belongs to this crotchety guy that's, like, creepy <laughs> and weird, and he's trying to get his monkey back, and it's just such a wild ride. Harvey really? Keitel is the weird guy.
0: Oh, cool. That's right. Is it? Is it that movie?
1: And it's this girl, Thora Birch, who, like, isn't in anything anymore, but she was, like, a really good child actress.
0: Okay. My, uh, yeah that's totally out of my knowledge uh you want me to keep going yeah okay screenplay oh yeah i already said oh, she's you in did an the american screenplay Duty. his daughter oh okay and yep. then the stories by judy froudberg who uh, did a bunch of sesame street and did the story for an american tale and tony geiss who did sesame street and blues clues those are all people are you a involved. blues
1: clues watcher
0: yeah i used to watch that a lot me too um music by james horner and he's the james cameron guy uh karate kid um the new karate kid anyway apocalypto legend like of Zorro, the jaden smith yeah okay um and then it's produced by amblin entertainment so Steven. What name S- what james horner
1: no jaden smith
0: jaden smith yeah and then uh going. sorry produced by amblin entertainment which is a ding ding that's steven spielberg yeah. And uh, Sullivan Bluth. And so we have the movie comes out November 18th, 1988, with a box office of $48,092,846 and a uh, um, worldwide total of $84.5 million, a little less than half million, 84 and a half. Um, I've been told that the specific numbers you can round. Okay, so I might be rounding from here on out, folks. Um, So during American Tale, Spielberg wanted to do something like Bambi, but with dinosaurs.
1: Well, he did it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and George Lucas brought on the early idea to have no dialogue. He wanted no dialogue originally, and then um, uh, an early title idea was The Land Before Time Began uh 19 fully animated scenes were cut which is about 10 minutes spielberg thought they were too dark which made some continuity error with with the t-rex's blindness
1: ah i just thought that was a cool touch what do you mean oh i mean didn't one of its eyes like not really open half the time yeah i just thought that was a but it it
0: gets um when they first see the t-rex uh there's only there's only one eye open and then later in that same scene a thorn hits him in the eye yeah which it's supposed to like make him blind and then he doesn't have the eye oh i get it and then throughout the movie he sometimes has two and sometimes has one
1: yeah i noticed that
0: which i never noticed as a kid but it was pretty obvious if you watch it now um and then the theatrical release had brad bird's short family dog from amazing stories which was a show that steven spielberg was the like main head runner of. And so that's kind of like the beginning of Brad Bird. Wow. Back then. And if you aren't familiar folks, he's, um, Incredibles, well, a big well, Pixar guy. if they
1: had voted for mission impossible, they would have found out about Brad Bird, <laughs> but as a punishment, we're not going to talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Um, and then finally, this is very sad. Judith Barcy, um, who was Ducky, um, shortly after this movie was released, was murdered by her father who did a murder suicide with mother. He he killed the mother and the, his daughter and killed himself, which is incredibly sad. Um,
1: I read that he was very abusive the whole time. And yeah, it was it looked like this is very brief looking at it, but uh-huh. looked like the like he had been reported a lot, but sounded like the wife didn't do a lot of pressing charges.
0: Yes, like very
1: complicated situation, mm-hmm. you know,
0: she was scared, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's all the production notes I have for The Land Before Time. Cool. You want to just jump into the movie? Yes. So, movie starts, and we're in the water, and I just forget how much I love this animation. Me too. I, I don't think it'll ever make the comeback in terms of what I'm about to say, but I really like the simplicity of, like, a painted background and then animated characters on the background. And... That might just be nostalgia goggles, really. But I think it's just like this movie is so pretty. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the reason why I love this movie is I watched it a hundred times when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But I think it is a good movie.
1: Totally. I mean, it deals with a lot of big things. It's kind of it like a, a pre Pixar fun. movie. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, his mom dies and it's very sad. Yeah. Very sad. So it's about grief. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of them showing Littlefoot grieving, and but then it's about friendship, yeah. Because he makes friends, and it is about moving on, but yeah. well, like moving on, but not forgetting his mom. Like that was a big point that was made. It well, wasn't and very it's good. it's
0: kind of like uh like grieving, and then having your friends help you with your grieving yes. is is kind of what it and believing like. in each other. Uh huh.
1: That was, that's like Sarah's big storyline, too. I mean, it's about pride, but also about not trusting others.
0: Yeah. And that's the movie.
1: Pretty much in a nutshell. (laughs) So, uh, it shows them, like, it shows the little dinosaurs being born, hatching out of an egg. Very cute. Littlefoot is so adorable. And he's great. Uh, showing it just establishing like they're the long necks they have to keep moving to find the green stuff and they're trying to find the great valley that's full of green stuff yeah and uh on their journey to that he littlefoot tries to become friends with sarah who's the
0: she's a oh what are they called longhorn or something like that well
1: they call her a three horn but what's a dinosaur
0: oh i think it's a triceratops okay
1: but her her parents are like we all three horns only stay with three horns. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, that's another layer of this whole thing. <laughs> um but you want to talk about the earthquake?
0: Yeah, then there's there's a big old earthquake. It's it's like the separation of Pangaea.
1: Mm-hmm. Um really just fascinating. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> so. cool.
0: Um and they they get separated and in that time, you know, there's a T-Rex attack. And it I don't know how they did all that. What do you mean? Well,
1: it's just it's just kind of a crazy concept of someone's like, Okay, guys, so there are these dinosaurs, they're um, they're herbivores and they're gonna be attacked by a T Rex. They didn't have to do anything else for me. That's exciting enough. Uh-huh. But then someone else is probably like, Okay, but also on top of that, we're talking about splitting of the earth. <laughs> There's gonna be a huge earthquake during the T Rex attack. Uh huh. Which is so crazy because it is about. It's not just about like, uh, sur- uh, survival of the fittest. Mm. It's about just like the the earth is above every living thing in a way, you know. Because yeah. it's still it that created change more uh-huh. than whatever the T Rex was gonna do.
0: Sure, and yeah. like all
1: like their their existence is based on adapting because they had to adapt to that. He had to adapt to his mom dying. He had to adapt to friendship and the hardships that they went through.
0: Well. <laughs> um and there's a lot of cool there's a lot of fun like like for example so I talked about the backgrounds how they're just painted, you know, and then and mm-hmm. then there's just they're animated on top of that, which I really like, but you think about now like you watch a Pixar movie and like the background is moving. It really mm-hmm. looks like a camera set up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um but I like that, and it's it's fun too. Like when they're crumbling down a rock or something like that, and you can see which rocks are gonna crumble yes. before they crumble. Yeah, which reminded me of Castle in the Sky. Do you remember when the like the castle is falling?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's some there's some fact about that that like I think they like individually animated all those. I p- think so stones. Which when you look at the perspective of this movie versus that, I mean. I, that sequence alone must have tooken, taken them, you know, six months to Probably just
1: the whole team doing just that.
0: Yeah. Cause, and when you watch that scene, you can't tell which parts are going to be crumbling. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. Um, Castle in the Sky rules. Too bad there's not three of those. Yeah. But there are a lot of lupine movies. Yeah. We'll see. Um, And then the, there's the awesome little tree star mm-hmm. leaf. And, and watching this movie, it, it reminded me that... As as a kid and now like this is, I don't think this is across the board, but every scene is pretty iconic to me. Me too. <laughs> and I'm sure that's just because of our age, yeah. not not because of like the cultural zeitgeist is like yes, this scene's iconic and this is. But yeah. like seeing the tree star is like oh yeah, and then he sees his reflection in the tree star later. Oh yeah, that scene, and all of that stuff is really really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we meet Spike
1: eventually. What you know, like, ducky?
0: Oh yeah, we talk the about the
1: pterodactyl's name, Petrie. Um, Petrie. Petri. Yeah, so he he meets Ducky, who um, accepts him right out the gate, and you know, because Littlefoot's like only long necks can be with long necks. Yeah, and she tries to make him feel be like I'm a long neck, even though she's not. She is the most. She's my favorite character as a kid. Mm-hmm. It was I was like, I would be like, yep, yep, yep.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'd
1: love it. Um, oh yeah so she she yeah is very accepting of him early on she's also been separated from her parents and then soon after that they meet petrie who's a pterodactyl Mm -hmm. um same situation separated from family i love his little storyline that he can't fly yet yeah because he's too scared and he
0: learns later yes
1: and um yeah and then eventually they do meet spike who is i
0: love spike
1: um ducky helps hatch out of his egg and he's so adorable
0: and I, I i i don't know how intentional it is but i love how his egg is really small and immediately he's probably five times bigger than yeah. the
1: egg yeah i you know cuz uh, ducky wasn't that much smaller than the egg no but then when it's spi- like when it's spike out of the egg she's so tiny compared to him
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um spike's cool cuz he's just lethargic and he's always eating and trying to sleep
1: mm-hmm. like and he, he never hatched out of an egg yeah yeah
0: awesome um you know they go through they eventually we're not making this a long episode no you know this is a little fun bonus
1: yeah and i like our- that the um most of the backgrounds painted were oranges pinks reds mm-hmm. and yellows it, it, in a way it, it's you know it's like a desert pretty much yeah um and but it's pretty yeah it is pretty it's a pretty desert. but then once they reach the the great valley it's like so, it's like so green. all the other colors combined with it. And it's very beautiful. Almost makes you wish they'd spent more time in it. Not really, but it's like, oh, I hope there's more of these yeah. adventures in this place. Well,
0: there's 14 more. I know. <laughs>
1: um, yeah.
0: I kind of, watching these old cartoons, because ever since Disney Plus came out, Jordan and I, every once in a while, will just throw on an old cartoon that we used to watch when we were kids. And I... I just, I do kind of miss in kids' movies when they used to just, well, and, and in movies in general, a lot of movies would just be like, they'd get to the end of the story and they'd be like, over. Yeah. They, they wouldn't spend like 20 minutes wrapping everything up where you're like in the theater, you're checking, you're watching, you're like, okay, I get it. I yeah. mean, I get it. And that's not necessarily bad, but I mean, I would never imagine a Pixar movie ending right there.
1: I would also say that the movies start quicker.
0: Yeah, they just kind of, it, it's fun to watch a movie that, even though, especially with the knowledge of this movie getting edited yeah, so much and losing like 10 minutes of footage, I think there is some stuff that feels a little cobbled together, together but it's nice to watch an hour and 10 minute movie that just never really stops and is like over. It like yes. begins, goes, 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 ends.
1: And every every character develops yeah. in their own way.
0: Yeah, and I I think that's cool. And I I, I mean, it's dinosaurs too. Come on. You know I'm going to like it. I
1: think in some ways, movies, children's movies, now, and I don't have a kid, so I can't totally probably speak to this because if, if, I'm not a parent, but I think that kids' movies are, they don't hold kids' hands as much anymore. Mm-hmm. People might totally agree, disagree with me, and I'm sure there's really valid reasons, you know? But I feel like older kids' movies are, like, sometimes a little bit more obvious about things. Mm-hmm. But but now I feel like because they it seems like they just take their time. Yeah. Does that make sense? I feel like that didn't really make
0: sense. Well, I think how I'm interpreting what you're saying to what makes sense to me is that I think a lot of these old movies like their stories are just really simple. I guess yeah,
1: that's like what I Where It's like they I'm just need to get about. to the
0: valley, but but you know, you think about like um like Frozen or something even though I haven't seen the movie. I will eventually. But it seems like a fairly convoluted plot. So if you're like a little kid, you have to like watch it a few times till you get it. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong. I, yeah. I don't know. But it does seem like, or like onward, it did make sense and it all tracked. But some of the details are a little like, oh, okay, okay, I got to remember oh, yeah. that. And then, oh, and that's a callback to the other thing. And we love movies. We don't want them to hold our hands. No. We're just saying that Land Before Time is a really breezy, nice movie that just goes A to B to C. And it's beautiful.
1: And it tackles some pretty big su- subjects for children.
0: Yeah. And at the very beginning, there is a song that plays as the credits are about to start. And it is um, very similar to some stuff that Hans Zimmer used in Interstellar, which is kind of fun. Um, because at the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, man, I'm getting emotional. And then I was like, oh, it's because this this theme is in Interstellar. So, anyway.
1: I wonder if that's, any of that is true. Like, if, if maybe... I don't know how he works, but, like, let's say he just thinks of things for inspiration Uh for a movie. And and he's pulling from, you know, hundreds of different sources and maybe Land Before Time because it is about, in a way. uh, He just
0: Googled time. Like,
1: well, yeah, like time, (laughs) humanity. I know there are no humans in this, but there's humanity in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it has, like, in a way, just some themes about life.
0: I'm assuming that he probably it was probably just in his brain from probably. seeing the movie or it's just like the melody is not I it do, it's not wild to me it's not like a deer hunter melody where it'd be like you rip that off it's like it wouldn't be wild to me because it's like two notes that are played but in a did similar deer fashion to rip off no I'm saying like it would be hard to rip off a deer hunter melody like to here's what I'm saying. Like, Deer Hunter has these really complex melodies with a ton of notes. Yeah. So if you heard that in another song, you'd be like, they ripped off the Deer Hunter. Yes. But this one is like, The Land Before Time, it's like two notes, and it's like, dun, dun, or something like that, I can't remember. And then in Interstellar, it's the same and about the same timing. Yes. But it's like, I don't know. So he did
1: use this movie 100%. (laughs) We don't have to think about it anymore. I think that we have probably gone deeper into land before time than anyone has
0: probably and if you tune in next year we're gonna do land before time two. um so that's what we got on land before time we breezed through it um this friday you'll be back on your regularly scheduled program and followed by the patreon series now a couple of things to talk about here at the end patreon you patrons We're doing something different. Well, and even you not patrons, maybe this will convince you to come over to the Patreon. So we have decided from here on out, besides fun bonus episodes we want to do, every month we're going to come out with an episode on the Patreon. um, But we're going to be covering series with only two entries. And that's what we're going to do on the Patreon. So you'll be following complete series over there as well. We're still going to stick to the trilogies and over on this regularly scheduled program because we don't want to take that away from you guys. But if you want to head on over to patreon.com slash Micah Macaw, you can sign up for as little as $3 a month and you can get your bonus episode every month. So uh, it's May. So June, our next episode, is we're going to kick it the whole thing off with Finding Nemo.
1: Oh, that was decided.
0: It was yesterday when we were on our walk.
1: I don't remember deciding well i thought monsters inc was thrown around in there
0: we are gonna do that soon okay we're gonna cover a few of the a few of the pixar ones um because i forgot about Incredibles. so i yes. think we might go finding nemo incredibles monsters so that's cool. your next six months on the patreon um because one will come out each month so anyway please sign up and thank you for listening everybody i feel like we're starting to get a nice fan base mm-hmm and people are actually listening, and people are sending us texts. Um, I got an email where someone sent me like eight series that they wanted. That they were like, maybe you should cover these. Um, should I read that? No. No. Okay. But because um,
1: some we get so many suggestions, so
0: yeah. But it, but was, it, was, it was nice was just to cool. get an email
1: from someone we don't know. That's yeah, I don't. Point. I've
0: never met this person, and so they just sent the stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. So shout out to you. Thank you. Um, and for those of you if you want to do something for our 1 year anniversary, give us a little 1 year present. Head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a 5 star review. And and even if even if you don't write anything, that's okay, but if you write something, write something goofy. Write something. But it'd be it'd be great if you did that. Thank you for listening. Um and we'll see you in the rest of the mockingjay games and we appreciate it. Thank you. We really do appreciate it. Love you guys. Good
1: night. Thank
0: <laughs> you.